taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Bone-In Beef Short Ribs, Sustainable Wild-Caught Sockeye Salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, Charcuterie and Ground Lamb. Grab an Olive Bull Bread from the Bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Hi, I'm Dito Tripodis. Tonight, the libation road less traveled can still be a tasty one. We go on a libation vacation tonight on Whiskey Business with the mad scientist of Columbus Distillers, Chad Kessler, and author and award-winning bartender, Jesse Hubbard. All of it tonight and rum on Whiskey Business. and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And uh, well, that little that little catchphrase of ours could stand to be very, very true tonight as this is the first night ever in the history of whiskey business that we are actually drinking something other than whiskey for a very special reason, which I'll explain here in just a little bit. Actually, I'll explain it right now. Uh, <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> because I have something else prepared okay, right, that I need to get into, which I will. But Chad, Chad Kessler from 451 Spirits is with us tonight. I call him the mad scientist of Columbus Distillers here. He does amazing things with, uh, well, I'll let him explain it more so. But one of those amazing things tonight is a new rum that will be released soon that he's worked on uh, in collaboration with uh, our good friend and frequent flyer on Whiskey Business, Jesse Hubbard. I'm putting the author now in front of award-winning bartender. Mm, that's nice. That makes me sound really fancy. Right, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? So yeah. That's a little something extra. Sounds, I got to admit, I like it. Yeah, we had you on, <laughs> we had you on when the book was out. It's like award-winning bartender stands on its own, but author and award-winning bartender. Wait till the the book wins awards, and then it'll be award-winning book, author, and bartender. Award-winning book. Guy maker thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not very well written. I don't. I don't read. I don't read good. <laughs> I don't read good. But let me. All right. So let me. Let me. Let me just go through this little piece right here because I think it's. It's. Uh, it helps explain a little bit why we've veered off the whiskey path. This is my drinking history. Okay. Okay. I want to tell you my drinking history. Uh, let me see here. Da, 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 da. At not at eleven years of age, wine. And Uzo when I was living in Greece. All right. High school, 3-2 beer. All right. Yeah. Living in Ohio. Robin Hood cream ales after that. Little King cream ales. Little King. I've had those. Annie Green Springs wine. Boone's Farm wine. Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) Nice. If you can call that wine uh, as well. Lambrusco. Seven sevens in high school. In college, beer. Lots of beer. Pot, mushroom, nope, that's a, that's, a, that's a drug list, that's an entirely different list, never mind. Gin, gin, gin in college, scotch for a long, long time, then Jack Daniels slash into bourbon. What's missing off of that? Vodka and rum, mm-hmm. which I can sit, which I have have had, I call those vacation liquors. Okay. Those are my vacation liquors. When I go on vacation, I go to Vegas, 
Uh, I'll have uh, uh, you know vodka in the morning, a screwdriver mm-hmm. yeah. in the morning, uh, or, or or rum, or some. Or if I'm going to a tropical island, right. I'll let them fix me up some sort of fun run Mojito. drink. But as a drink, as a daily drink, no, I'm not a big vodka or rum drinker. But tonight on Whiskey Business, and before we get to it, Hansberry has to do a little business, we are going to be talking about a brand new rum that the two of you have put together that. The base of it is is this is this bottle right here. The is this is the Rag and Bone rum. Is this is this what the what the what the uh, the new coffee rum will be a part of? Yeah. So it's the same base rum as Pipe Dream, my regular aged rum. Uh, right. But we're gonna infuse it with coffee. It's a it's it's very straightforward but delicious. But delicious, I have no doubt because the stuff that this guy comes up with. We'll get into detail on how you two conspired to come up with something together in just a little moment. But Jesse Hubbard and Chad Kessler and this new coffee room, which will have a release party coming up here on August the 27th. We'll tell you more about that after Hansberry does a little bit of business. That's whiskey good. business is the podcast. Not wow. so much about whiskey as it is one with rum tonight. <laughs> Uh, whiskeybusinesspod.com is our website where you can find uh, archives, photographs, uh, a bunch of Dino's writings, a bunch of fun videos that John's made. Uh, that's a good place to, to start. Uh, if you are watching our podcast right now on YouTube, uh, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, thank you very much. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and then smash the little bell right there and you'll get a, a notification when uh, whenever we get a new episode up. If you uh, are watching it, don't forget, you can always listen to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. And you can always watch the podcast on YouTube. <laughs> I'm confused. I don't know. Is he on it? Did John's following it? me, so I think I'm all right. Our, our, our podcast family, Evergreen Podcast Not Network. yet. Thank okay. you to Evergreen, uh, thank our you to podcast, Evergreen podcast uh, parents. Network. And uh, yeah. we haven't been kicked off yet, so Not thank yet. you guys. Not yet. Not Facebook, yet. Instagram, Twitter. All everything, everything. It's out there wherever you get your favorites. Also, a couple of notes. Want to thank Gatto's Pizza. Yes, on thirty four twenty Indianola Avenue in Columbus, Ohio. Two six three thirty seven thirty seven is the number for being the official pizza of the Whiskey Business Podcast. There are some slices in the other room if you guys get hungry throughout the evening. Oh yeah, and uh, I'll do this in my homemade I'll do this sa- in, my, uh, sausage. In, in my in my faux nineteen sixties radio voice when you put the hand over your ear. Yeah. Gotta get a pizza. Gotta get a Gatto's while the getting is good. Got it? Gatto's. And a couple of apologies on the last podcast. Uh, you can't really see it very well, but the tat is there from the, our, our, our podcast at, at Tat Franklin with Matt Franklin. And while we were saying Tat Franklin, the restaurant, T-A-T, Restaurante, got popped into my head. And I mistakenly said that they were closed. They did close for a minute when some lady drove her car into the restaurant. And they had to shut down for a couple of months to repair it. But since then, they are back. They are open and they are not closed. So TAT Restaurante on the east side of town is still All open right. and making delicious Italian food. I wrote apology explanation on Instagram, but I'm actually saying it sure. again on the podcast well, this and, evening uh, as well. It, it, like uh, to get a, a, a spot at the tattoo parlor, it was like November 2023. I'm pretty sure the restaurant uh, you could probably get in this weekend. You could probably get in this weekend at TAT you restaurant. Just give it a shot. So, so <laughs> my apologies to the friends out there at TAT who are still making great Italian food. Here we go. Welcome, gentlemen. I want to start. Jesse, you've been a frequent flyer on the show. We'll we'll, we'll chat a whole right. lot with you in a second. But initially, I want to start, and I also want to apologize to Chad 
Kessler as well because we've said we've talked about getting him on the podcast for like the last three and a half years and we haven't we've gotten you know we, we say it and then we talk about it and forget about it and then something comes up and we go oh, wait, we got to get him on and something else comes up and this guest comes up and that guest comes up now we finally have you on and I'm thrilled to have you so thank you and I apologize I don't uh, answer phone calls I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know maybe it took maybe it took this this magical pairing to make it all happen but let me let's add, let's talk about 451 Spirits for a second. How long have they been around, and why'd you even start it? Uh, 2014. I know that because the date is stamped on the still. Yeah. So that's a reminder. I can look at it that and be like, there. That's <laughs> that's an anchor in time. Uh, but started it just want to see more creativity in distilling. Uh, I worked at Wylands for five years in beer and liquor, and I'm just a nerd at heart. And yeah. so anytime it was slow. I was always on the computer learning how things were made, why they taste the way they do, how you make those different flavors. Got lucky, found some partners to back me that believed in what I was trying to do. Like, let's, let's make new stuff. Let's not make bourbon. Love bourbon. Plenty of people make bourbon. Right. But I want to make new stuff. And people believed in me. Fast forward to now. They've all since moved on. It's just me, and the space has gotten weirder and weirder. <laughs> and <laughs> and we're now it's circled yeah, around to like art gallery, practice space. So what do you call the spirits that you put out? Because a lot of them are like, this is a rum, and, and there <coughs> are other things. There are whiskeys. Yeah, they're whiskeys, but they're but, not like, they're not a bourbon. They're not scotch. Like, no, they're not. Lost, like, what kind of whiskey is it? Well, like, one of my favorites is Dear Johnny. Yeah, that's that's like kind of on the shelf at the moment. So that was the first thing I created. But people don't understand it because it uses apples in it. Right. And people are like, well, it's apple. Like, is it going to be like crown apple? And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. It's smoky. It's, it tastes like a cross between a smoky scotch and an American whiskey. Right. Uh, so I put out Bone Shaker, my second whiskey, without the apple, just to be like, here's just my regular whiskey. Which is also good. So it's not to confuse you. Uh, and a lot of it just has to do with, like, labeling laws and stuff. And, All right. Yeah. What you what you throw the pizza in for a late night slice? That that was my first experimental release. Uh, I'm a huge fan of mezcal. You said you don't like tequila. Yeah, well, I I didn't say I didn't like tequila. Obviously, I liked tequila at one point, but I had a bad experience <laughs> okay. with it. So and mezcal is like tequila's great grandpa. Right. There's a style of mezcal called pechuga, which means from the chest, and <laughs> that, they'll put that's pretty seasonal... much where I started heaving it. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll put seasonal fruit and nuts in the still. And then tie a chicken breast up in the neck of the still. What? And as you run the still, the alcoholic steam cooks the chicken and it parts like a savory note. And I was just joking. My friends one day was like, you know, I, like, if you look at me, I don't eat a lot of steamed chicken. Like, <laughs> what should I put in the still? So instead of pechuga, I came up with pizza pechuga. And literally just threw a few slices of pizza in there and then bumped up the flavors with like sun-dried tomato, garlic, basil, pep, and parm. And then hit up Mikey's. I was like, you guys do off-the-wall pizzas. You don't know me, but I made this ridiculous spirit. Do you want to collaborate? And they were on board. And I was like, yeah, let me ride your coattails. Sure. Nobody sure, knows sure, about sure. me. Yeah. So well, that's and, cool. and that's, you know, when I think of 151, that's the first thing that pops how, in my head. How was, how was so it received? Worked. How was it received? I'm on batch seven now. So okay. it was meant to be a one-time joke. So uh, And it's and you've repeated that uh, joke seven times. So yeah. I don't think it's funny I, anymore. I'm also an award-winning bartender. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, I you are. Ann and Blair's uh, I'm Not Really a Bartender competition. Oh. Just to make people drink this, just to be a smartass. <laughs> and I made a drink called Fight Me. So pineapple and pizza. 
is yay or nay for most people. Uh-huh. What year was that that you did that? It was like Shoot, pre-pandemic. Uh, like 20... Right. 16, 17? I don't yeah, it's remember. Been a minute. It's like the first I have no concept of time. Fair enough. Yeah, I made like a pineapple pizza margarita, but uh, with vodka as the base, the pizza-flavored right. vodka. And then garnished it with a wedge of pizza and grilled pineapple. And I felt bad as I knew one of the other bartenders, and he took home bartending like really serious. Right. I was like, sorry, Doug, you should have gave the judges snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so award-win- two award-winning bartenders. So how did you two cross paths? Uh, Jesse, I'll let you answer that question. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I was sitting here thinking about how we first met, and I truly don't remember. I feel like we've probably known each other since I've been here. Um, in Columbus, but probably a mix of just the the bar, uh, like you know, um, spirit world, and also through music. You know, I, I think it, initially, yeah, I just met you at um, you were at the Westin. Yeah, time? is that where we first met? Yeah, yeah, you're right because you mm-hmm. came in and we were talking. Yep. Sales call, yep. never met you before. Yeah, and then the more we talked, and then we realized we had a lot later in common. Came out with the book, and I was yeah. like, oh shit, like. We yeah, have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, Chad, Chad was really cool. He was a big supporter of the book when it came out, which I really appreciate. And, um, like, yeah, we just got a lot of the same bands that we're into and stuff like that and just cool kind of, like, weird creative ideas. And it just made sense to to work together. To work something. together. Yeah. Well, and speaking of bands, do you have a band? You're in a band because you said, you know, you were rehearsing and one of the neighbors was getting <coughs> upset. Is this something you just do for yeah. fun or there's um, an actual band out there? No, I, I'm a drummer, so... Any drummers out there know you're either in zero bands or like five bands <laughs> at the same time. So my current band uh, that's playing at the release party is Ted Danson after the actor. <laughs> it's kind of a country cowpunk. Wait, no, no, wait, there's got to be a reason it's called Ted Danson. I, I don't know. know. I joined the band after it was formed. After it was formed, you never asked. Why. You didn't, I didn't you know, ask. No curiosity. Yeah. I was like, I like this music. Just, yeah. I'll play. But never asked. Like, why is it called Ted Danson? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You're not a very inquisitive person, are you? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. T- tell me what to play. We're playing. <laughs> All right, that's how the song. All right, cool. Let's go. Um, but I've done uh, benefit shows uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Scuba Steve and the Rum Runners, and. We just do cover shows. I was I mentioned earlier uh, before we started about uh, the Stones, Stones versus Beatles cover right. thing. Yeah, mm. um, I'm also in a long running joke. It's my longest running band, like an electronic noise ridiculous band called Checks for Sex. Like Checks, Czechoslovakia, but also writing a check for sex. for sex. It's my most successful band. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> we don't practice. We don't write anything. No, we just plug in our gear, drink too much, and, and have look at it. stupid. Yeah. Sometimes the most random things are what like people sounds gravitate yeah, fun. To. Right. Over my the years, alley, yeah. it's been through so many bands, and over the years, people are like, oh, "I'm like, hey, my band's playing, like Checks or Sex." I'm like, "No, my real band, the one that like, you write music for." They're like, "Well, when's Checks or Sex playing?" <coughs> Love it. I'm like, I don't Love know it. when somebody asks us to, <laughs> to whatever, and everybody answers the call. Hey, we got a gig, and uh, everybody we, we shows play up next week if you want. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> A kid's uh, birthday party? All right. Oh, yeah, man. There, well. there you go. There you go. All right. So you guys meet each other. You talk and so forth. You have a lot in common. The music, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, and I know, Jesse, that, you know, uh, you've been uh, successfully, you know, moving on past your skill set, which is, like I said, award-winning bartender. You've won. I, I've lost track of the accolades and the awards that you won <laughs> over the years. And then you stepped out of your comfort zone and you wrote that great book. Thanks, ma'am. Which uh, which is doing very well. And I know you're working on another book. I am, So yeah. what 
what was the motivation to step into the to spirit world and actually create something? Is it because you've created so many cocktails of your own? I mean, honestly, the the inspiration was as simple as like he and I were buddies already, mm-hmm. and I just want to do projects and be a part of projects that excite me. You know what I mean? Um, and this was something that we just started talking about it like over a year ago, honestly. Kind of start talking about uh, the different styles of coffee that we wanted. We're working with Thunderkiss on that, which is a great local uh, just, um, uh, roastery. And, uh, you know, try some different uh, barrels, some different uh, batches of the rum. And it just kind of sort of, you know, kept, you know, coming along, coming along. You know, we um, postponed it a little bit just to some life happens as it does. But that's really at the end of the day, you know, I am trying to move on past just the bartending and gravitate more toward things that, you know, excite me. And usually they have some combination of music and or spirits, Mm -hmm. right? And this is kind of what this is for us. It's a combination of those things uh, because here's the spirit that we've been working on and we're having this really cool release party at the end of the month on August 27th, which is going to have live bands, art, you know, cocktails. We're going to be releasing this. So it all kind of comes together in that way. So uh, confirm what I was, what I was saying earlier is the name, what's the name of the, what's the name of the, the, the rum you guys are creating going to be called? Rag, 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 rag and, and bone. bone. That's, so this is the so actual that, name. That is, that is the label. So that's not, it's not necessarily going to be, the final presentation. It's not going to be taped right. on. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it is punk rock. This is, this is the prototype. Is. This is... We're, hey. we're coming out of the wire on getting you're labels getting, ordered. Getting, you know, you're getting everything before anybody else here on Whiskey yeah. Business. This is like... But the, this is very cool. But... Uh, but yeah, that's that's what the labels... Uh, are why, so why like. Rag and Bone? I'm always intrigued by names. You know, it was, it was a long process, actually. We... That was one of the hardest parts, I think, for me. I don't know about you, but I, I hate naming stuff. Yeah, like I like well, you do, you, yeah. You do it so well. He does. Yeah, he does. I still hate it though. He does. <laughs> like I'm an artist too, and like people are like, What's the name for that piece mean? I'm like, I, I just I had to scribble something on the back of it. I don't yes, know. Five cats named cat. What? Five cats named cat. Five cats named cat. No, but it was it was a lot of um a lot of back and forth and working on names and we came close and we were trying to do something music related and so much of it just ended up sounding like horny or or some sort of like Mountain Dew energy drink or some shit like that, right. you know. And it just didn't really, it didn't make sense. And um, probably late spring or whatever, we was kind of, I was on a road trip and we were just going back and forth yeah, texting, you know. What I threw mean? out some names and I was like, I, I, I don't hate that one. That's yeah. the way I name stuff. All right. I'm like, I can't tell you what I like. I can tell you what I don't like. So if you throw names at yeah. me, I'm like, no, no, right. no, maybe. I knew whenever no. I threw something to him and he said, I don't hate that. And I'm like, uh-oh, we're on to something okay, here. Okay, so where did Pull Rag and Bone come from? I mean, obviously, what, what you were just throwing out words. that were, There's got to be uh, a birth story in there somewhere as well, to how it came about. So, yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it kind of started with music. And they were starting going different directions with it and kind of thinking like, Kind of a hodgepodge, mishmash kind of things and ideas and and, and and kind of rough around the edges, blue collar, you know, kind of these different these different ways to describe, I think, both of both of us as people and our and our projects that we do and and um and it just sort of was born from that, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so uh, you know, I, I 
I think I was probably the one that came up with the name. He was definitely the one that came up with the image, and it just worked together. And um, here and we, I noticed that there's had, and here we are. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you had the name, and I had to look it up to see what it meant. And it was the people that would like what essentially today are like scrappers. Yeah. Just finding bits and pieces and like trying yeah. to turn it into something okay, new. Okay, there's the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's got about. a picture yeah. of a so, guy with you know, like a rickshaw. It's rag and bone, not rags and bones. Correct. Yeah. That would be two bottles. No, that would be... That'd be <laughs> That's if you want two rags and two bones. That would be more rags get, get and get more case. bones. So rag and bone, singular. Yeah. Like a rag and bone man kind of like thing. Like a rag and bone man. Yeah. Okay, see if I can dig it out. Yeah, there you go. Get what I'm looking for. There you go. There you go. We'll post pictures on on our social media, of course, too. Now, this is not the final product. This is the rum that is going to be infused with the the coffee. The Correct. coffee from Thunder Kiss Roastery. Ro- Roastery, is that here in Columbus? Mm-hmm. It is? Yeah. Okay, all right. And what kind of coffee is going into this? Is it a special blend? Is it something they made originally for you, for this particular bottle? So what what we, we did initially was got together with Jason, uh, the owner of uh, Thunder Kiss, over at... Uh, uh, Four five one, and um, tried a, a bunch of different blends, um, and we decided. I thought, I think at that time that we can kind of change from batch to batch which blend what we want to use at any given time. Um, do you remember the name of the one that we decided on? I remember the roast. I don't. I, it yeah. was, you know, it's essentially it was like a medium roast with with notes of uh, uh, had like subtle chocolate in there as well, which I thought was kind of. We both agreed. All of us. It was unanimous. Like, we all liked this combination the most. We tried, um, like, five different We ones, tried five so. different roasts that he brought in that he thought specifically could be the best options for this. And um, was it, like, you say the roast, were they the beans? Did he already have the coffee brewed? Or what did he, like, what yeah, did he bring to the beans. table? Yeah, roasted yeah. beans, and we essentially infused From them like with light the light to dark mm-hmm. and, yeah, different varietals and stuff but they do everything so we tried different processes to do this i mean you know he does cold brew and and you know they're just blending it with the coffee and then obviously you know chad uh we leaned on his expertise to kind of figure out the best way to extract the flavor and i think ultimately we came down to just you know from the beans itself right Which is, i mean that's just really the best way why i call him the mad scientist yes of, of, of distillers here in columbus because he's constantly experimenting how many attempts did it take before you came across the one not as many as you think. I mean, the, we ended up going back to one of the very earliest ones that we tried. We kept going down the line and trying other ones. Like, mm, it's not quite it. It's still it was still that first or second one, you know. I think it was the second one we tried, if I'm not mistaken. And we kept you know going down the line and nope, it's, that's it's still that one, you know. So it, it we hit it pretty early, but we just wanted to keep going to make, make sure, sure that was it. Yeah, that is it. And like, is everybody? Are we all like all three of us on board with this? You and, get different flavors from all the different roasts. Yeah, which anyone that's into coffee knows that. Like when you get real into coffee, right? You start figuring out like different roasts, different origins. Well, the okay, say this is the you know the, the, the big success. It's the world's best seller. Um, is it like a whiskey barrel where you're never going to quite get the same flavor again? Or, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know enough about coffee beans. You're never going to have the exact same flavor. Um, but the way where we're aging the rum separately and then doing the infusion, it would be fairly consistent. All right. that's, that's something I've always had people ask me about, like, just with the distillery as a whole. And I think it's right? like, well, yeah. what makes batch to batch, like, consistent? And, like, I taste and smell every batch and blend it. To make sure it's, I don't want it to be exactly the same. Ideally, it's going to be an improvement. Every mm-hmm. batch is going to be slightly better. 
Yeah. All right, so this yeah. particular bottle of rum right here that we're gonna try, you suggested that we try it neat at first because you said ice would definitely change its flavor and consistency. Yeah, when you cool down spirits, right. it like closes down. Right. Yeah, yeah, it closes down because that's interesting. Because with whiskey drinkers, everybody and Scotch drinkers, they say a little bit of ice opens it up, and you say a little bit of water will open it. Open it up. Ice once you cool it, like chemically, it just like kind of shuts it down. So if the whiskey's harsh, that's scientific. If the whiskey's harsh, ice is great because it just kills all the bad components. There you go. See, once again, a little bit of like room temperature water will open it up. A little bit of drop of water. Whiskey, like people that blend, like on the scale of like Jim Beam or Jack or someone, a lot of them will taste diluted down to like 20 or 30% alcohol. Like, right. What just to make sure they're tasting every component. What happens if you pour more whiskey into the whiskey? What does that do? That just makes it better. That just makes it I'm yeah. not a formal <laughs> chemist. More whiskey makes it more whiskey. <laughs> Uh, so, so what are we going to be tasting and looking for? Not, I know nothing about rums, you know, per you se. Tell me, so. rum, rum's wild because there aren't a lot of rules to call something rum. So bourbon has to be mostly corn, has to be aged in new American oak, right? has to be distilled to a certain proof. The only rule to call something rum is it has to be made from sugar cane. Okay. So it can be molasses, which is what mine is. It can be fresh-pressed sugar cane juice which is going to give you more like kind of grassy vegetal flavor. Um, but this is molasses, double distilled, and aged in new American oak. And so you get some like deeper, darker flavor. It drinks more like a whiskey than it does what people think of when they think of rum. Interesting. So I don't add sugar to it. A lot of people add, like Captain Morgan has so much sugar added to it. It's really more of a liqueur right. than a rum. There's no sugar added. Okay. I love pouring it for whiskey drinkers. What do you think, Johnny? I like it. You like it? Hansberry, you yeah. said you had an issue with rum. No, well, I used to. It, it tastes, uh, um, from a whiskey taster's profile, it's like a butterscotch whiskey. We're not going to leave until you drink the whole bottle, Hansberry. <laughs> Let's go! But no, no, no. I, I see. I, I get a little bit of that uh, buttery. I don't know about butterscotch, but buttery. Um, speaking of great bartenders, uh, you happen to be doing this podcast while my daughter is visiting from New York City. Yes. And uh, I'd like her to try to taste this a little bit as well before it's all said and done this evening. Will you do that for me? Right now? If you want to right now, you could take a little sip. Let me grab a little water. <laughs> Look, oh, yeah, change she, she's, she's drinking a bottle of wine. She's drinking so, wine yeah. right now. She's going to change. And before that, a martini. It's my kid. <laughs> All over the board. I heard the shaker in the ba- in the yeah. kitchen. I'm like, who's making it? That's the only time. That's the only time house. you'll hear a shaker, a shaker in motion in this house. Because you know me, I put it uh, ice in a glass and I have at it. Or was neat. it at least gin and a reasonable amount of vermouth? Uh, she's not a big vermouth fan. I don't like vermouth. Oh, that's not a martini. <laughs> just gin. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's going off the rails real quick. Yes, it is. Anyway, <laughs> China. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> but yeah, she'll she'll try it as well. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Look forward to. Yeah, she runs a joint up in not a joint, actual. A joint. A joint. Okay, yeah, it's a joint. She. She runs uh, an iconic rock and roll bar in New York called Arlene's Grocery. I love it. Yeah, and uh, so and and right, she right up and, both your alleys. She's, never she's paid the rent, bartending her ass off over the years as well. Next time we go out to we're in New York fairly often. Next time we're out that way. Next time I'll, I'll you gotta out check out. And, oh, come by. Dig, where's Arlene's Grocery at? Oh God, 
95 Stanton Street. 95 Stanton Street. In the Lower East Side of New York City. Lower East Side of New York City. Oh, yeah. Right. Sold. Sold. So check it out. Been there. It's almost 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's the last remaining iconic rock and roll venue standing in Manhattan. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. wow. Makes sense. Gone. They're all gone. Everything yeah. else is gone. John Hills, Skinny's Passaway, everything. But Arlene's Arlene's is still Very cooking. Yeah. All right. Yep, and after the pandemic, they asked her to come back to run it, and she's been kicking butt. I see videos, it lines out the door. And uh, are you booking the bands too? I am in charge of production. You're in charge of production, yeah. yeah. So I produce the shows. Yeah. But this is really good. It does drink like a whiskey, you're right. Thank you. It's really good. Uh, there you go. You want to book my band? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite meme was uh, there's one with like the classic guy with like the beanie and a cigarette hanging out of his face. And hey, we need a drummer for a band. I'm already in five bands. You're in six now. I will tell you this this must be good run because I know my daughter, and if she said it, eh, if she would have thought it was eh, she would have said it was eh. Would've. She would have. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate honesty. So we don't like tiptoe honesty, around like, me. Wait till like, we're off the air. <laughs> off the podcast. Off the podcast. <laughs> she says eh, and then all of a sudden, oh well. Yeah, you can say you can. You know, okay. we've said worse. She's gonna get fired from the, the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Right. there you go. All right, it tastes pure. That's a good word. That's a good word because it's clean. It, 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 you know, everything I make, I don't add adulterants to like anything I do. I don't add sugar. I don't add like glycerin to like smooth it out. Like everything is from the start. What's the, all right, so, let's so you don't need to mix it up with anything. Let's 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 have some fun for a second. Let me ask you: What's the worst thing? What's the worst thing you've ever made that you said, "Oh my God, this this is what was the an attempt you made at making something and it just no matter what you did, it just sucked." Uh, I mean, I mean, I tried making like a sushi gin before. A sushi oh. gin? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty awful. A sushi oh. gin? Yeah. That doesn't even know. No. I mean, I, I shouldn't say oh. no because I wouldn't have thought that pizza and whatever yeah. you mixed up would go together as well, but that ended up working. But yeah, try everything. That bottle's still floating around the shop. Ooh, I, would, like, I would try it. Degraded like nori paper like, the list. Yeah. in the bottle. Like, what possessed you to even come up well, with those gin, two? Like, if you think gin, about gin, gin, I like gin. And you think about the nuance and subtlety in sushi, it made sense at the time. Uh-huh. If there ever were didn't like work. a mainstream liquor that would go with sushi, yeah, I feel like gin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it was a total failure. <laughs> How many times did you try to make it no, work? Just once. Just one time. <laughs> I was like, once, nope, not that. Oh, once was enough. It was bad enough yeah. that she didn't <laughs> want to keep going. And, and uh, do you have favorites out of the stuff that you've made over the years? People always ask that, and I, know, I always say, a, I'm like, they're all my kids. Yeah, right. They ask me the same thing about The absurdity of the pizza one, like, that shouldn't exist in the world. Like, this should not be here. And I pulled it off, and I got federal approval. 
and people keep buying it. So like, I'm really proud of that. Like when I got, once I got that like out, I was like, I should just retire. There's nowhere to go from here. Like <laughs> retire. There you go. 36 or whatever. Pizza booze later. I'm done. Pizza booze. I made it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, now what? <laughs> yeah. It's, well, yeah. What is now? What? what what's next? What's next? Uh, working on a like kind of tiki inspired gin. Okay. So my regular gin, uh, Clawfoot, took me a year to get the recipe dialed in. And so I just, like, about a month and a half ago, started on my second gin. And I expect it to take, like, take, like another year to get the recipe figured out. And, and Josh, you both this. Jesse, there seemed to be, I don't know if it's still going on, but for a minute there, there seemed to be a gin renaissance of sorts yeah in the last few sure. years did that take off and is that still climbing or did it kind of taper <laughs> off and level out uh you know everybody was bourbon 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 and all of a sudden i saw gin starting to make a comeback yeah. i'd be interested to hear your perspective because it's slightly different sides of it that we see but i mean it's still moving you know like everything was kind of put on pause a little bit with the pandemic right and i think that there are trends with some lesser known, more obscure spirits and techniques with the cocktail world, but um, we kind of picked right back up, I think. Right. Gin and, and, and whiskey and everything, going where it is. And I think gin still has this, um, gin to me is almost like the hipster spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's this association of it being um, kind of like really cool and hip and you're like you're really in the know if you know all these different types of gins and the subtleties and this that and the other um i like gin fine it's certainly not one of my favorites so i'm uh, i don't pretend to be an authority on the topic i'm much more of a as you know a whiskey bourbon kind of guy right but you know gin's still popular it's, it's still popping off and it's people are into it and you thank know? you as well uh, uh jesse brought us a gift bottle uh uh-huh. jefferson's uh, straight rye whiskey and mm. cognac yeah. oh. casks, which yeah. sounds sweet. very intriguing. Straight from Kentucky. Straight from Kentucky. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I don't. Yeah, you're for welcome. That. I don't know that you can't get it in stores in Ohio. But I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. I haven't seen it on the I haven't seen anywhere. It. I haven't seen it. And, and and Chad, you got merch, obviously galore. He also brought uh, a uh, 451. Nice, nice. spirits. Um, I can wear this. It's an extra large. I'll look fat in it, but I'll wear it. <laughs> now, Chad, don't you do the art for for the? Uh, no, no. Okay. People always ask that, like, "Oh, you're an artist. You do all the art for your labels." Like, no. I quickly learned there's a huge difference between being an artist and a graphic designer. Uh huh. So I curate the labels, and I'm getting ready to do like a big rebrand, like of all of my spirits. And I think I'm gonna go the route I did with my vodka. That my vodka just has three different artists. One was me because it's one less person I had to pay. <laughs> right. Not because I wanted to put <laughs> my stuff labor. out there. I was like, all right, that's one less person I have to pay. But every batch of vodka is going to have new artists on it. And I'm thinking about going the same route with all my other spirits and like just opening it up. Like people like enter to create a label based on the old labels, but their own take on it. They'll get paid for that label. When that batch is done, I'll pick new artists. We'll do a new thing. It's like remember uh, when Jones Soda was like so popular. Yeah, exactly. It's like, exactly. Oh, it's got so cool. It's pictures. exactly the yeah, Jones yeah, yeah, Soda yeah, model. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually on a Jones bottle. No shit, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. My you're, friend shot a picture you, of me skateboarding. And, you're on a oh, Jones really? bottle. Yeah, that's awesome. That's your claim to fame. Yeah, that's my claim. One to of fame. them. That's <laughs> it. One of them. One of them. 
I was ready to retire then. It didn't work out. I had to go on to make pizza vodka. I blew all the Jones. Still, I blew all the Jones soda money. Residual Still to trying to retire. Is <laughs> uh all right. So I'm gonna ask you both uh, a life question. You know, you started this in 2014. Here we are, 2022. Are you pleased with where you're at? I mean, as far as you, did it did it exceed your expectations at this point, or you know, do you do you see bigger growth? And I mean, what's the plan? What's the dream? Where do you want it to go? Because you strike me, and I mean this in the best way possible. And I and sometimes I wish, at my age, I still had that mindset. You seem to care, but not care where it's going. In, yeah, in, in, in a way, like if this doesn't work out, eh, I'll figure out the next thing. That's that's very on point. I've told people that I'm like <laughs> worst case scenario. If this doesn't work out, I'm employable elsewhere. <laughs> like I can go work for another distillery, clock out at the end of the day, and not have to think about things. Right. Um, Plus your six bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah six, five. My goal was <laughs> never to like start an empire or like take over the world. I'm like at the end of the day, I'm like. I want to make cool stuff that I'm proud of. I want to make art. I want to make music. And then I just want to go home and hang out with my family. Like, that's that's all I really want. I don't want to be rich. I don't care about being rich as long as everything I need but, is covered. But aren't you kind of rich in life? Rich in spirit. Rich in spirit. No, I mean, yeah. hey, as I've gotten older it's, in life, there's there's something to be said about being rich in spirit. There absolutely is, but I... It's hard to tell whether you're being serious or not. No, I'm. T- no, I know. I, know. I, I know. often, I know, often, this this is the major shift in attitude. There, I do believe in being rich in spirit. I know that because I've I've gone through periods of times where I've I've uh, I have been poor in spirit. So I definitely yeah. know the difference. And you know as well as I do that that can happen in life. You know that they, sure. we, we go through that. We go through yeah. those moments. You were very candid. Uh, on, on on social media about struggles that you were going through at a period in in, in your life, you were very open yeah. and honest, and I and I and I read those and I said, "Wow, that's ballsy," and that took guts. And uh, you. you seem to be in a much better place. I am. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, and and I think it all kind of gave me some clarity. Um, you know, I was you know dealing with some anxiety and depression and just a lot of things came together in a really nasty cocktail right mm-hmm. and uh i stepped away from the, the the bar service spirits world for about six months you were day. missed thanks thank you that means more than you know thank you um uh but you know during that time i kind of tried to get my mind right and figure out what was important to me and and, and what I wanted out of life. And, uh, you know, uh, my wife, Christina, was just, like, amazing. Just a rock. You know what I mean? Like it, She's it, here tonight, she, too. She is here tonight. Yeah. So, um, yeah. is, she, is she smiling? Is she yeah, smiling she's smiling. <laughs> she's smiling. <laughs> okay. The only time I saw her frown tonight is when you bought three different tickets to three different Bruce Springsteen concerts. <laughs> she's just as excited to go to those as me. Um, no, that's what she, she says. Frowned. I think she frowned when you said when you said you tried to get New York and New Jersey oh, yeah. as well. Probably. I think that's what she actually Probably, frowned. Probably, yeah. yeah. As well she should have. You, know, you never have too much Bruce in your life. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, just kind of, you know, taking that time away and really trying to clear my head and figure out what's important. And that's one of the things, you know, coming out on the other side and uh, I'm you know, really fortunate uh, for my friendships, you know, that you guys here and, and so many other people that um, are important to me in my life. And and I just want to do things that excite me, 
things that I'm passionate about, you know, I'll make some money. But sure. the most important thing is I'm only going to say yes to things I believe in. And like, I have so much respect for this guy right here. And I'm so excited to be doing this with him. And this is something I'm like, to have the ability to be able to, you know, in my own small part, be a part of this and have the St. Russell Productions logo on these bottles and, you know, and leaning on him with his expertise. I mean, this is awesome. This is something that I'm so excited about. And, you know, in other projects that I'm doing, it's just, if they don't make you feel good, I don't want to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? If I don't believe in it and I'm not working with good people, then I don't want to do it. And those are the things that I'm going to move forward in my life focusing on. It, it, it seems to me like when I met you, you were this great bartender and then I continue to see how great of a bartender you were but it, it seems like in life sometimes we get a call and sometimes we ignore that call and when I when I say call I almost mean amuse in 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 the sense of the word and sometimes we're not ready to accept that call or or act on that muse uh and like when I first met you you seemed like you were happy to be a great bartender and end of story so when did you start to recognize that muse when did you start to say i i want to answer that call i think um it's always been there uh you, you know you got to remember that before i started bartending i had what i consider my first career in radio right and i did on your stuff that. and then I, I was a producer and i was in some small time crappy bands but you know like i always had the love of that of the music world being there yeah the trains like, you worked on trains i worked on trains we, yeah we, 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 the, one of my on, yeah. favorite podcasts god rest the soul was with your father yeah on here that that to me it was is still one of the sweetest and and, and greatest podcasts that we ever had on whiskey business That's, thank you so much yeah. i was looking at the pictures from it earlier today yeah it was kind of like getting ready for the show and i was like Man, that was that was fun. I was like, he, he was sitting right here, yeah, right, right here where I'm sitting right now. Right. I feel the same sitting. way about that podcast, and I hope you do too. I feel the same way about that podcast since it's on both audio and video. That uh, I, I hope you treasure that as much as I treasure the podcast that's on audio and video with my mother. Yes, when my mother was 82 at the time when we did the podcast, she turned just turned 86. God bless. Her. I'm gonna go see her in another week or so down in Florida. But I remember after that podcast was over, I like wow. This is a piece of history that I'll be able to keep forever and look back on and 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 be so happy that I Absolutely, that I have yeah. it, you know. And That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. So I'm very grateful to you and everybody oh, you know, that, with whiskey business here. That that's is beautiful time capsule, you know. Yeah. And, and, good and, word for it. And Dad still looked good. Yeah. He looked like himself, and he acted. And he was himself, you know. And um, I mean, just four, he, four yeah, months he later, he was busting our balls. He was, he, was, uh, yeah. he was still very yeah, much yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, four yeah, months yeah, later, yeah. he was gone. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I know. And he was still himself then. And so to have that, to be able to share that with the family, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was honored to be a part of that. That I mean that podcast wasn't about me. You know what no. I mean? And um, the other, it was about dad and the other gentleman whose name escapes me. Uh, Dan Skinner. We were talking about because we were talking wonderful, about prostate cancer. Wonderful guy. Right, wonderful right, guy. Yeah. I was just honored to be a part of that little panel and. Um, and just that's special. I do. I. I. I'm, it's very. It's precious. I don't mean to sure. put you on the spot when I ask this question, yeah. but uh, who? Where's the? Where's the hat? The hat is so the hats. Uh, so when, I gave him a hat. Yeah, I little, gave him a little, hat. Little, little context. So when Dad started um, losing his hair uh, because of some of the treatments, and uh, Dino, <laughs> Dino gave him uh, like a well, I call it like a Sinatra hat. Right. Right. It was like one of those cool old school like looking a fedora, hats. Fedora is that what yeah. you call yeah. it? Yeah, like a fedora. fedora. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, my dad loved that. He wore it all the time. I have that hanging right by the door in my office. Awesome. awesome. So it's awesome. very special. Every time I, I enter and leave, I see it right there. 
And I, I think of dad. I think of you. I think of your friendship. I think of all those beautiful cool. memories. I'm glad, I'm glad that the hat lives on. The hat lives the on. Hat uh, lives I don't on. dare wear it because uh, I don't think I'm worthy. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think I can pull it off either. You know what? And also, you're like me. you got a really big head. So, But I have a big head, so that, I think the hat will fit you. Just I have fine. to get adjustable hats. <laughs> it's growing. I don't know what's happening. But uh, uh, No, you should wear the hat. Sometime, but you know what? You'll wear it when you're ready. And yeah. you'll know when it's time. Yeah. Okay. You'll know. You'll know when that. Well, you'll know when you get that call. You're good. That's true. That's, you'll know when you get that you're call. Right. And put that. You're right. On. Awesome. I feel like I didn't answer your question. Uh, no. You, what was the question? No. The question. <laughs> it, it, I'm went, sorry. Like, like we do on this podcast, it goes down a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah. The question about was about answering that call. When oh. was that? When was that muse? Yeah. yeah so the, the the desire and the love had always been there, right? But I had to build up my confidence. And I had to believe that people would care, right? So I was fortunate. I, I bartended for a while. I never cared about really being known for being a good bartender or this, that, or the other. Um, I was just happy doing my thing and making my money. We moved here, and, and it, I just kind of, through some conversations with some people, decided maybe I'd have something to offer, you know? So the book idea was there. The idea that I wanted to, you know, someday do something like this, you know, was like, uh, pipe dream, you know, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the desire was there, but I had to build up confidence. And, and you know, people, I'm very grateful for this, started to, to care about some of the stuff that I was doing. And, and I gained a little bit of an audience for that. And then, so I, I feel, you know, the time is right to start going after some of those goals, like putting things out there that, um, you know, to really be a part of things as opposed to just existing in that world now, you know, through my relationships and things of uh, that nature, I can put things out there that exist that will almost you start thinking about legacy and things like yeah, that. You right? do. You, you know, know what are you going to leave behind? So much of it happened, you know, uh, when my father was sick. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started thinking about that stuff. Puts you know, things into perspective. What's his legacy? I know what his legacy is. You know what I mean? The greatest man I've ever known. What's my legacy? I want to be more than just somebody who existed in this world and maybe was liked and maybe worked hard, but what's going to be out there? What's What am I going to put out there? And, and, and those are all things that matter. Isn't it interesting, though, if that was all that it was, that you were liked, loved, and respected? You know, some people would consider that to be a legacy all of its own. It is, and that's a beautiful legacy to leave. Um, I just, I didn't want to grow old and feel like I didn't live up to my potential that I left something on the table. So yeah. whatever I achieve and whatever I go after, I want to know that I did my best and I didn't, I didn't leave it there. Dude, I totally, I completely understand that because uh, we're, 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 I'm a little older than both of you. Not much. No, much. <laughs> <laughs> much. Times two. <laughs> you're like, you're like Uncle Dino. You know what I mean? Just a little bit, just hey, a little bit. Uncle Dean. But I, I think about that all the time. I still think about that, you know, and uh, uh, I, I think about what not my at this point in life, I think not about so much about my next chapter, but I'm curious about what the last chapter is going to be because I'm getting to that point. And I'm granted, I expect that last chapter to take a long time to unfold. But when it's all said and done, you know, I, I still want one more thing. I, I, maybe that's maybe that's just the creative nature, Chad, to always want to have one more thing. Yeah, to what to always you you're know, always you, we never like got into things like you were just talking about, but like just wanting to give back what has been given to you. Like we've never spoken about this, yeah. 
but we're definitely on the same page with that. Well, welcome to the whiskey yeah. business yeah. because yeah. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> it happens. Chad, are you cool with your parents? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, we can go on and on about my parents. I have all my teen angst because my parents were super cool and <laughs> were driving me to skate parks and punk rock shows when I was like 12 years old. So that's cool. I had nothing to rebel against. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that you were deprived of those rebellious years. Yeah. It's like I, I didn't get tattoos because my parents wanted me to. <laughs> yeah. I did with the opposite way. I didn't smoke pot because my dad said it was okay. Dad's like, do some drugs about it. I'm like, uh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I went the other way. With Have you it. heard the new Celine Dion, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No. Uh, do you want to talk about um, the benefit charity aspect? Oh yeah, I was going to bring least? that up. Yeah, because yeah. that's something that we talked a lot about early on. I was hyped when you brought it up. Yeah. So um, we're still trying to figure out the the logistics, but there for the um, the event there will be a charitable aspect to it. We are having a bunch of vendors. So it's August 27th at Natalie's in Grandview. Um, a bunch of vendors coming in and, and just friends. Uh, you know, uh, we want people that we admire and that we enjoy and come and set up. And And one of them is going to be uh, an organization called uh, Punks Giving. Punks and Giving. Punks Giving. And they do uh, a lot of really good work. Uh, you know, it's rooted in the punk scene, but they raise they raise money for food drives, um, you know, cancer research, things like that. Uh, we're hoping to get out um, Punk Rock Saves Lives as well. Um, if they're available, we're still waiting to hear back, but they're friends and they, they're they out of Denver, Colorado and they do things nationally. They go like, you know, Lollapalooza, they go on tour with Floggy Molly, all these big things. And they, they raise money uh, um, for uh, women's health and women's rights. Awesome. They, they, they're they a beautiful organization. Uh, especially right now. Right now. Yeah. Right now, especially. Yeah. They raise money for cancer research. Ugh. So there's a lot of that. Don't and get me started on that. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. No yeah. Kidding. But so what we're also wanting to do is, and and I don't know that um, I can say definitively, but we want to figure out a charitable a- avenue for this. We're trying to figure out either through the bottle sales or through the event itself, some aspect that we can do uh, to raise money. Um for uh, cancer research and mental he health. He says he lit a cigarette. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no. Hey, hey. But so, so just like I know, um, you know, cancer affects everybody. Yeah. You know, and that's something everybody can relate to. And I know, uh, you know, Chad and I uh, both feel that mental health is very important. I, uh, you know, totally as, as well. So with the mental health. We're we're trying to figure that out, but we want to, you know, to your point of giving back, we want to try to do our part to to raise some some awareness, but also raise money yeah to fight these things and yeah you know and uh i'm not going to apologize for asking you some of the questions i said earlier in respects to uh, a lot of the mental health things that that, that you went through I, I don't even bring them up because i've gone through the same you thing. never have to apologize man you can I've, i could talk I've, about any of that with you i've i've gone through them myself and mm-hmm. i think i think it's more important to share those moments and especially when you've gotten past those moments because there's people who are struggling with those moments that seem like they can't get past them. So I think to hear stories uh, where you struggled with those demons and rose above them, I, I think is a positive message that I will put out on this podcast any chance I can get. Yeah, kudos uh, to you for that. It's, yeah. it's something that when you're in it, 
Yeah. Oh. You know, sometimes you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. It, lo and behold, you do. It doesn't mean you won't have moments like that again in your oh, life. Oh, no. The demons but, are always hanging right? around waiting for a weak moment to fucking <laughs> grab you, you by the balls and drag you right no, back down. you know you can do it. Yeah. Like, I've done it. Yeah. And like, damn it, I'll do it again if I have mm-hmm. to. You know what I mean? So, uh, I try to be as open about that as possible. And we, he was one of the first people that I met with after I took some time away. We sat and had coffee and just like talked. I appreciate his friendship very much, as much as I, like I do you guys as well. But that's just one of the things. Like Chad's just he's just been a good friend, and he's one of the first people that reached out after I posted that stuff on social media. He, you know, he got a hold of me outside of the world of social media, and um, opened up a little bit, you know. And I think see that's where you where you and I are different. You you put it out there, and that's brave. I don't I don't think I could put something like that out there, and maybe that's one of my faults is that I don't eh, I'm gonna deal with this maybe with some close friends but uh it's hard man not the world (laughs) well I mean you know I was like what 40 years old at the time it wasn't new I had been dealing with this sure for as long as I had memories in some form or another um so it wasn't like all of you know like it popped up and I immediately shared it it was hard there was a time in my life when I was embarrassed to talk about my struggles with mental health no I get it and it was something that I, I talked with Christina about and I talked with my therapist about and I said that I thought that it would be helpful for me because I know a lot of people were wondering like you know I like what's up with Jesse he's not he's not himself you know what I mean he's not he's not quite himself and people knew that I was struggling with the loss of my father but you know I, I was off I was off my game I knew I was and I wanted to explain to people like if I haven't been there for you as a friend or I haven't been the person that you know. If I've been distracted, here's why. And also, I wanted to share it because I feel like it would be a good step to get that awful shit off my shoulders. Sure. And they put it out there. But then I had a moment, five minutes after, I was like, oh shit. Now, almost everybody that knows me knows they're like, uh, Jesse's a little effed up. <laughs> you, you know, you know we, we, we already knew ahead of time, by the way. Yeah. But here's, here's, here's a big news bulletin that's not. We're all a little yeah. effed up. Yeah. We're all just, some of us are just a little bit more open about it. Myself. But yeah, we're all effed up. We're all effed up. Are you effed up? Oh, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I went to my first my first therapist meeting two weeks ago. Did you first, first time ever Good for you? Yeah, yeah. For real. That's, that's awesome. That's it, awesome, man. It felt great. Like my girl's amazing, and she listens to me, and is very tolerant of all my bullshit. But she's like, you need to go talk to someone because of, there's objectivity there. I yeah, mean, you exactly. could you could talk to a friend till the till the cows come home, but they don't have even though they try. They don't have the same. They don't have objectivity as opposed to a complete stranger who is listening to you professionally mm-hmm. and knows what to hear and what to listen for and 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 key on that. I mean, I could talk to you to the cows come home and give you my perspectives, but because I like you and because we're friends, I'm not going to have a hundred percent objectivity when I'm thinking and answering and so forth. So yeah, good for you. I personally, over the years. Have worn out therapists. I mean, I yeah. yeah. That was why I fought it so long. No, no, I was like, no. I, I, I just pictured like Goodwill Hunting and being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually Keep had talking. one that said, you know, I, you know what, uh, you are. That's it. We've reached my level of expertise. You need to. I need to. Rec- Here's go see. Go see this person. <laughs> that, like, like I did it. I beat the main boss. Yeah, that's, that's right. it, was a, it was like a video game. <laughs> that was great. I remember that. I remember that day exactly. I've said. I think I've. I've told this story on the podcast before. But when the guy that told me said, I, I, 
I need to recommend you to somebody else. And and he reached in to his desk and he was pulling something out. I go, and he goes, is that my file? And he goes, no, this is your drawer. <laughs> Sounds like my detention file in high school. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So good yeah. good for you, man. Good for you. Thanks, all right. Buddy. Let's uh let, first of all, let me just kudos again. This is this is awesome. This is sweet. I don't want to put ice in this tonight. I, I I'm enjoying this just as it you want. Oh, look at Hansberry. He's over yeah. it. He's over it. You look what you've me. done. You fixed him. You <laughs> like fixed it. him. I like it. You fixed his rum issues. Yeah. Okay, all right. Splash, a little splash over there. It's very good. I'm telling you what, it's real good. I'm going to have a little extra. You want more of your own? I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I know where to get it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I know where it's to get it. It's got a giant, like, 50-gallon still of it. All right, so <laughs> the, uh, the event is 827. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> the night of this podcast is 84. This is the rum that the infusion is going to happen with. Are we going to be ready? 827? We, we, be- we better be. Now we got a deadline, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we, we have everything in place except the labels. We gotta get the labels. Yeah, the, what, not not this one. It was, <laughs> the, the, it was just taped on. If the push ball, comes to shove, I'll tape labels on. We'll do what we gotta do to get it out there. Um, I got a guy at Scotch. Let me know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the no, but yeah, the event is uh, August twenty seventh at Natalie's in Grandview. Um, we're gonna be releasing this. Um, tickets are fifteen dollars to get in to see. Some of the amazing bands that we've got. Bands plural. Who we got playing? Uh, man, we've got Ted Danson. You got Ted Danson. Oh, yeah. we have a chance to see Ted Danson. Yeah. The yeah. Ted Danson. I'm excited. Band? All right. Uh, Palette Knife, uh, She Bears, and Coxie's Army. All different uh, varieties of rock, punk, pop rock, a little bit kind of all country, a variety. Eight twenty-seven. What, what, what nights that fall on? It's Saturday. That, that's Saturday night. Perfect. Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. So that gets you in the door to see the bands. Um, we're gonna be. Releasing this, or we're having cocktails with it. We're gonna be having some local artists, local vendors, and everything from like, you know, rock and roll kind of T-shirts, some of the charitable aspects. It's just gonna be a really good way to close out the month of August yeah. before be Ohio time. State football kicks yeah. into gear. That factors into the game And you lose uh, some participants. So yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds like a great we're, party to to kick off. Yeah, we want to invite uh, everybody out. And, it's gonna be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I, I can't thank you enough for your uh, candor this evening, your fun, your enthusiasm, your honesty. Thank you, Mr. Kessler. It was a pleasure to finally have you on the podcast. If anything else amazing shows up with 451 Spirits, you have an open invitation to come back and talk about it. We uh, need to do a show at your space. And, I mean, and, and your, your, your studio yeah. alone sounds Well, yeah, that's awesome. the other thing, too. I want to mention that. I, I, thank you, because I, I, I was going to mention that, and I got sidetracked. You offer tours of 451. Yeah, I don't do formal tours anymore. No, uh, that that closed down when the pandemic hit. I got gotcha. you. And frankly, I was getting burned out on it. Okay, because it was like four times a week, hour long spiel, like mm-hmm. a class. And I was <laughs> like, did I say that today or yesterday? I don't remember. <laughs> um, so now I'm like, this is when we're open. <laughs> Drop in do some and research. talk to me. Look around uh, at my weird space. You want to talk about music? We can talk about music. You want to talk about booze? Talk about art? Whatever. That's so how it was with me. I just kind of walked to the door. And I was like, well, you guys open? He's like, sure, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, since all my business partners have moved on, I'm like, this is my weird space. Come hang out. We can talk about whatever. It's a cool, super cool space. It is a super cool space. I love it. Like, we were talking earlier about, like, just goals on, like, what you want out of life and stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of times I have to, like, step back and, like, remind myself 
I'm like, I literally make booze, art, and music for a living. Like, this is what I do. Like, I don't have a lot of money, but this is pretty great. Against, like, uh, yeah, once again, rich in life. Yeah. I think that's our takeaway this evening. Uh, so, salute, gentlemen, salute, thanks. Gentlemen. Salute, salute, everybody. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Much success on the uh, benefit night, and much success in the future. This, if this, uh, once the coffee gets infused in this, I think it'll be even more mm. amazing. I can't wait to try it when it's actually all finished we'll, and done. We'll, we'll get you some. Uh, just real quick, yeah. one last question about the God coffee. Damn right, you're gonna get me some. <laughs> when you infuse coffee into cocktails or beers or whatever, what about the caffeine? content does, like does it keep you up all night like they say is or, that what you're worried about I, yeah i just is don't want to drink it late about? on a school night if, yeah. if you're drinking an espresso martini yeah then yeah because it's like legit straight espresso okay but like that there's a I, i'm just curious is there coffee like do you do me cut this question i'm out? not that <laughs> of a scientist but yeah, it has caffeine in it. It's caffeine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming I've just always out. been curious about that. It depends right. on depends on how you're doing it. So I can speak more to the cocktail element. You know, if you're just a little bit of infusion and that's an ingredient, then yeah, but it's not nothing crazy. Right. I you work know? with you five days a week in the morning. Yeah. You could use some more caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. I'll, I'll bring some espresso martinis in. Didn't I, didn't I bring espresso martinis in one time <laughs> in the morning? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, August the 27th, Natalie's in Grandview. If you're in the Columbus, Ohio area, uh, please come check out that that benefit tonight and the debut of Rag and Bone, uh, the rum, coffee-infused rum. Uh, check that out. Hansberry, a little bit more business before I say the final goodbyes. That's yes. Right. Real quick, uh, website uh, for 451 or uh, social media? 451spirits.com. Sam across the board, Facebook and Instagram. St. Russell Production, Jesse. St. Russell Productions.com and also St. Russell Productions on Instagram. There you can you find the book there and everything. And then yeah. uh, did you say where you could buy tickets to the event, to the uh, release party? So you can buy them through the Natalie's Grandview.com uh, website. Cool. Right. There's and a link up on their event calendar. Perfect. And uh, we are at whiskeybusinesspod.com where you can find all the archives and uh, everything else. Uh, thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. When you uh, smash that subscribe button and do a five-star rating and a review, it helps other people find us. There you so go. thank you. Um, <laughs> somebody laughed at that. I, never, <laughs> well, no, I think he's laughing at the fact that you actually sound very professional and like you know what you're talking about. It's because I only drank I think, uh, uh, I think a couple said, sips of rum this <laughs> evening. I think it's good. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, uh, Whiskey Business with Dina Tripodis. Uh, you can find all of our fun videos there. And uh, thanks to Evergreen Podcast Network, our uh, parent company. Our, our parent company. All right. Uh, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced on the audio side by the always more than capable Grand Han- Greg Grand Grand Hansberry. Grand Hansberry. <laughs> Greg Hansberry. Maybe maybe there's more to this. That's not than me. That's my father. <laughs> Greg Hansberry <laughs> on the video side on John Whitney who just got off a plane from Oklahoma tonight and still made it to the podcast this evening. That's dedication. That's dedication right there. Could not do this without the two of those gentlemen involved. Trust me. My name is Dieter Tripotis. Always a pleasure. Until the next bottle. See you. Well done, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, 
and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.